Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by StoryWorth. For Christmas 2020, my husband and I gifted his mom, my mother-in-law, a StoryWorth subscription, and we never could have imagined how it would bring our entire family together. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Each week, my mother-in-law received a questions emailed from StoryWorth, such as, what was the neighborhood you grew up in like? In the StoryWorth settings, we made sure that all of her children's email addresses were included, so when she submitted the answer to the week's question, we all got a copy of her response sent straight to our email inboxes. Week by week, we got to read the stories from her life and learn more about her, and we all commented on what a gift this was to us. We heard stories we had never heard before, such as the time that a neighbor called the police on her and her little sister when they were about six years old, and they got in a scuffle with the neighborhood boy. We all had a good laugh at that one. At the end of the year, StoryWorth compiled all of her weekly stories into a beautiful keepsake book, and she gifted a copy to each of her children so we can keep it as part of our family history. I loved this experience of learning about my mother-in-law so much that I've decided to give a StoryWorth subscription to my dad this year for Father's Day. And I should have given a spoiler alert on that because my dad definitely listens to this podcast. So hi, Dad, and I can't wait to hear the stories that you share with us. Give all of the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come, StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash 3 in 30. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash 3 in 30 to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash 3 in 30. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Monday, my friends, and happy summer for most of my listeners in the United States. I have to say, I've had a bit of a rocky entry into summer. I spent all of last week in California helping my little sister who just had her fourth baby. And when I came back, my kids were out of school, so it was go time. And on top of that, we have a new puppy, a Vishla, who we named Petra, and she is the best ever. But she is definitely adding lots of excitement and energy to our house. So... 
This combination of excited kids out of school for the summer and excited new puppy has been a lot, and I felt very overwhelmed the past few days, but things are getting better and we're finding our groove. It is always an adjustment to find a new rhythm when summer starts, and that's why I'm so excited for this crowdsourced episode today, where we get to learn from you, the listeners of 3 and 30. In this episode, you'll hear ideas, tricks, and hacks from moms just like you from all over the world about how they manage summer with their children. One of the most important things that I've learned in my years of mothering is that there is not one right way to mother. One of the early episodes of my show is with my dear friend Julie Bastido about how to be the mom you are instead of the mom you think you should be. That interview really helped set the tone for leaning into and celebrating our strengths as moms. It's pretty incredible to live during a time where we can get genuinely helpful information about children's behavior and development patterns, shame-free parenting strategies, and sometimes it is downright overwhelming. So I hope you can take away from this episode that we are all figuring it out and trying our best to lean into our strengths as moms and have fun with our children when we can. Take what works for you from this episode and leave what doesn't. No mom guilt allowed or wishing you were that kind of a mom as you listen. All you are allowed to take away today is inspiration, okay? So please remember that. And I'll start with my hack for summer, and that is to utilize kids' podcasts while you are in the car, either driving to and from an adventure, a hike, or the lake, or you're on a family road trip. Podcasts are my secret weapon when my kids are fighting with each other or bored and whining. I just turn on a good podcast and we can all enjoy a fun story together. Some of our favorite podcasts are Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, which is a fun retelling of Grimm's fairy tales. Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, with each episode featuring an inspiring woman from history or current events. Circle Round, which features folk tales from around the world with fabulous narration. And a show that's fairly new to us, but we are devouring, called Against the Odds. In each season of that podcast, they chronicle a different amazing survival story from history through four or so episodes, so it can really keep your family engaged for a long time if you are on a road trip. I do want to warn you that some of the seasons of Against the Odds have mature language and themes, so make sure you read a little bit about the event to decide if it's something that you want to listen to with your kids before you turn it on. Each season is a different event, so you can just quickly like go to Wikipedia and scan and see if it's too gruesome or too whatever for your kids, and then you can decide. The two seasons that I can recommend without reservation are season one, which is all about the rescue of the boys' soccer team in Thailand in 2018, and season eight, which is all about the Chilean mine collapse in 2010. Both of those stories have very happy endings, so I think that those would be pretty safe to listen to as a family, but you decide for your kids. And I'll include a list of all of those podcasts, Grim Grimmer Grimmest, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, Circle Round, and Against the Odds. I'll put those in the show notes in case you need some fun summer listening. Okay, enough from me. Let's hear from all of you. Here are some summer hacks from some of the women in the 3 and 30 community. Here we go. Hi, Rachel. My name is Ashley, and my 3 and 30 tip applies to quiet time. So my little one, he's five, um, we have done coloring during quiet time. And to make it fun for him, we pick a photo on my phone. We find something on the internet or just I've selected a bunch of her 
time, but something he's interested in. Maybe like we just saw the movie Bad Guys, so he'll find a Bad Guys coloring page. And then at the end of it, his name is Zeke, so we call it Zeke's Treats. He gets one Starburst or one Airhead that we keep in a little jar, and he just gets it for himself. So it's a really good way to make him stay motivated during quiet time, and it's something he gets to pick, so it helps him stay in his room. I was thinking for the summer, and honestly, I was listening to your podcast, and I just kind of thought of this, so hopefully it will go well. Maybe it will go well for you guys, (laughs) but I was just thinking a book of stamps is like 13 bucks, so maybe you go through like one a month, but at the end of quiet time, we take our coloring page and we mail it to someone, and that kind of makes it an act of service and it makes it fun for him, gets him out of the house, gets connecting with people like cousins and grandparents who live far away. And we have empty nesters who live on our street and it's a fun thing to take over to them. So he feels like he's doing something nice for other people. And quiet time, maybe something doing this will be enough of an incentive when it's really hot and you just want them to lay down after being in the sun. So hope that helps. Thanks guys. Hey, my name is Brooke and I live in Utah. I have three teenagers and one 10-year-old and I work outside the home most weekdays. In an effort to help them to use their free time in the summer more wisely, we have started a goal program called Summer Skills. I made a list of small skills that I would like them to learn before they move out of the house, as well as other things that they could work on. Things like learning how to cook three different kinds of eggs, finding out when our trash collection day is and taking the cans out to the street and bringing them back without being asked, or learning how to sew on a button, things like that. They can also set goals that are more personal to them in areas they want to improve. I give them each a little booklet with four blank squares on a page. They write a skill or goal they're working on that week in each square. If they complete four skills during the week, then they are invited to a small outing the next Saturday. Getting donuts, going out for chips and salsa, or picking out sodas to drink as we walk a scenic trail, etc. This is completely optional, and no one is required to do it. I write it on their chore list every day just as a reminder for them, and I encourage them a few times during the week, but that is all. Some weeks they do it, and some weeks they don't. But even if they only do it a little bit, they still develop some new skills. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Pros Custom Hair Care. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. I struggle with oily hair, and I envy women who can go for days without shampooing. That's why I've been so excited about Pros Hair Care, because Pros customizes every product in your routine, from shampoo to supplements, using natural ingredients with proven results. First, Pro starts out by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. They consider lots of things like environmental factors, scent preferences, and hair and scalp needs. I appreciated that they asked about my hair goal, so I know that I am getting a formula that will help me with more volume and more hair growth. And next, Pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. I love washing my hair with my pro shampoo because it makes my hair feel clean without stripping it of all of its natural oils, which would leave it feeling staticky and lifeless. I chose the Ritual Scent, which is a blend of citrus and green tea and is soothing and refreshing. And along with using hair products, I appreciate the other simple things I can do to take care of myself, like my daily root source vitamins and brushing with the Boar Bristle Hairbrush while getting ready for bed. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. 
Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash 3in30. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash 3in30 for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's impossible to predict how your family's unique challenges and needs will change throughout the years, and personal therapy is an incredible tool to become a better parent. As you develop your own emotional resilience, you're better equipped to teach your kids how to build theirs. Through my years of counseling, I've learned tools that make me much less likely to lose my temper or to worry excessively about my kids in situations that I have no control over, and I've been so grateful to have a confidential place to talk through many of my parenting struggles. If you feel like you might need counseling but are hesitant, nervous, or embarrassed to invest in yourself in this way, let me assure you that going to counseling will be a gift to your entire family. As you get stronger, so will your family. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 3 and 30 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 and 30. Hi, my name is Geneva Chug. I have five kids and I'm from Eagle, Idaho. My favorite tip for summers with teens is to be creative with helping them earn money. Learning to work is such an important skill, but most kids are too busy during the school year to have a part-time job. I have made it a priority to teach my teens to work in the summers. Some creative summer jobs are to hold summer camps if you live somewhere in a neighborhood that has a lot of younger kids. We have done soccer camps, team sport camps, and art camps. Some other suggestions would be singing, cooking, or theater. Really, whatever your teen has experience with. They learn to talk to the parents as well as keep the attention of younger children. They collect all the money from the parents on the first day, as well as get to talk to them about any special needs their child may have. They benefit from planning ahead, but also thinking on their feet when things don't go as planned. They learn what works and doesn't, and then go back to the drawing board to constantly improve the curriculum. They can even repeat these camps year after year, and the neighborhood kids look forward to them. Moms love these camps because they appreciate having a small break from their child, and because it's in the neighborhood, they often can let their children just ride a bike to the camp and don't even need to drop them off. Another idea would be to help your teen start a small business with a sibling or friend. Some ideas could be garbage can cleaning, babysitting, house cleaning, yard work, window washing, or baking. Have them design a simple business card and distribute it to anyone who might be interested. We have had great experiences when we have tried these things in our neighborhoods over the years. Most of our neighbors are happy to support our kids and are happy to see kids trying to do good things with their time. There are great lessons to be learned from working and doing it in a creative way. My kids have put these jobs on resumes and college applications, and it has helped them stand out. Sometimes it is nice to have your kids just work part-time at a fast food place, but if you are traveling a lot or have a choppy summer schedule that doesn't allow for that, try a different route to teach your kids to work. Good luck. Hi friends, my name is Jamie Carpenter. I'm the adventure mom, travel mom, and photographer of the Cornstarch family on Instagram. We have two kids who were born with a very rare medical condition called glycogen storage disease, um, which definitely has 
uh, thrown us for a loop <laughs> in our life. But we decided that despite the challenges that we may have, we wanted to show our kids that anything is possible, that they can still do anything and be anything. So in 2017, we decided to follow our dreams and we sold our house, uh, moved to Panama for a year, and then started traveling around the world. Um, COVID kind of put a halt to that. And so we have, since COVID, we've settled in Boulder, Colorado, and we're loving our time here. I think a key to finding day-to-day -day success in the summertime is to use the summer to build the life that you want and not to ex escape the life that you have. So how do you do that? I think you do that by finding the joy in wherever you are, finding the joy in where you live. So getting out and enjoying those places, finding the local gems, thinking about what is unique about where I live. Why do other people come visit where I live? And make a list of those things. Try something new. Um, get your family out doing those things. And for us, a lot of those things are hiking and the mountains are close and rock climbing. We have a lot of pretty cool things here in Boulder. And with a lot of those things, the first couple times you do them or the first several times you do them with kids, it can be pretty painful. Um, but if it is in that case, keep things, keep it short and then keep going back, keep doing it because your kids will get used to it. They'll get better at it every time, but they will enjoy it. Hi, three and 30. I wanted to share some advice I've had through experience with traveling abroad with kids, with teenagers and with younger kids. Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned that works well for us is to not try to do it all. We build up these trips so much and they're so, they're so exciting to go overseas or maybe just to a big city. There's so many things that we want to see and expose our kids to. But I think that counterintuitively, it works best to just put in a few things a day and then schedule in some serious downtime, especially if you're working with jet lag so that people have their own cups filled in their own ways. And then when you do get to the sites, the museums, the tours, whatever you're doing, the ex experience is so much sweeter. Um, if you try to see it all and do it all by day two or three, everyone is gonna be run ragged, you're gonna be ornery. And especially if you do have younger kids, it's super hard on them. Just getting around town on subways or Ubers or whatever it is, it is hard on them. So I think my best advice is to definitely relax with downtime, which means you're not going to be making the absolute most out of your day. It's not, it's so different than a couple's trip. It's so different than a girl's trip. A family trip overseas is half laid back vacation and half education. So I found that balance to be super critical to having my teens enjoy the sites that they do absorb better. A few other notes. Um, we think airplane ride, those long flights is the best time for unlimited screen time. So we, since our kids have been little, uh, we've always been complimented on how well they travel. And it's just for one simple reason, that is they have unlimited screen time. So because they have limitations in our everyday life, during the flights with all of that, as much time as they want, they are completely absorbed. It's easier on them. It's a treat for them. It's easier on us as parents and it's easier for the travelers around them. So that is a win, win, win. Um, 
I would also say I don't, I would not stress about getting to all of the, if you're traveling into a different culture, I think it's nice for kids to feel the comfort food of McDonald's once in a while and not feel like, oh, well, we can't, you know, not to feel judgmental or whatever. Like, I think those types of things where they are so far out of their comfort zone in other ways, try to provide them comforts from home and in those ways, like with food or with a, with a familiar type of hotel chain, things like that. One last thing is I have learned, especially with teenagers, instead of trying to find this really unique Scandinavian souvenir or, you know, whatever it is that would be unique to where we're traveling, really what they end up loving are the American brands that they will find you will find in every city, there's just going to be the same few stores. And instead of fighting that, just let them get the Doc Martens or the Birkenstocks or whatever it is that they could totally get at home. But they will still remember that it came from, you know, Italy or wherever you are. And um, don't stress about it being like so significant to that one country. And they end up wearing it the most anyway. So that's another takeaway. Thank you so much for your podcast. Hi, I'm Lacey Parr. I live in Duluth, Minnesota, and my summer hack is one that I discovered when my oldest kids were three and four. Now my kids are nine, eight, six, and three, and this still works. You pack a lunch after breakfast, and you put a bunch of nets in your car, and you go to the closest creek or river or lake, and you just spend all day there you don't leave until it's time to go home for dinner. That's it. That's the hack. You spend all day outside. Bring a book for myself or a journal, headphones if I want to listen to a podcast, extra set of clothes for kids who get wet, and you're just outside all day. Solves all the problems. Hi, Rachel. This is Megan from St. Louis, and I have three tips for road trip success this summer. First, the library and the dollar store are your friends. Spending a little time and money here before your trip will really boost your miles. The library is the perfect place to load up on books, audiobooks, DVDs, and devices like Playaways that read to kids who can't yet read to themselves. My other favorite thing to do is to grab a book about our destination and to read to the kids. The geography section has books on every state, and it's fun to read about the states you are driving through and hand out a new state treat when you cross state lines. At the dollar store, a small cookie sheet is such a help. It serves as a tray for food, a desk for coloring and writing, and a table for assembling puzzles or playing with toys. Puzzles are a great way to occupy kids, and if a piece goes missing, it's not a big loss when you got it at the dollar store. Check out the all-inclusive activity packs with stickers, crayons, and coloring books for younger kids, and Sudoku and word searches for the older ones. My second tip is to start smart. Leaving early in the morning and arriving at the hotel with time to swim is so much better for us than leaving late and arriving after the pool has closed. It takes a little planning and discipline to leave early, but it will pay off at the end of your day when your kids have time to get their energy out at the pool, explore your campground, or spend time with cousins and friends at your destination. Pack the car the night before, help your kids have their shoes, water bottle headphones, and everything in their seat so all you have to do early in the morning is buckle up and go. My last tip is to establish simple structures for sanity. Giving your kids things to expect throughout the drive will help break up the monotony and give them something to look forward to throughout. One way we accomplish this is by handing out something to eat for every hour we take off towards our destination. After the first hour of driving, we hand out breakfast. After the second, it's a snack. The third can be a small treat like fun-sized candy bars from the dollar store. 
That way, instead of asking how many hours till we're there, the kids know that in a matter of minutes, something is coming and it feels so much more manageable. Another way to provide a simple structure can be to set a routine for what happens. For example, tell the kids you will start with an audiobook to enjoy as a family, followed by individual activities, and then after that, they get to watch a movie. And you can repeat that pattern again and again until you're done driving. Have a wonderful summer and enjoy the road. My name is Paige and my tip is to pack a Ziploc baggie of balloons when you go on vacation or even a weekend hotel stay instead of packing your kids' favorite toys. Um, I did this with my kids when they were younger and even to this day, they're eight and 10 now and sometimes they still expect to see balloons at a hotel room or request it. So instead of taking their toys, I would just pack this baggie of balloons and then we would blow them up when we got to the hotel room so they could bat them around and kick them while jumping on the hotel beds. It was just some simple, active, fun. Um, since I knew they were taking a tablet or a gadget of some sort for entertainment, I wanted to make sure they had some movement and creative play. Um, that was it. And then at the end of the week, we would just pop them, throw them away, and be done. We didn't have to worry about leaving any toys behind. Uh, my name is Chelsea. I have three kids that this summer they are eight, 10, and 12. And our fun idea for the summer is doing a bingo board. We did it last summer and we're going to do it again this summer. And we put things on it like, you know, maybe some chores like vacuum the car, do yard work, but then some things they enjoy like going out to a museum, decorating their room, and then other things that, you know, like call their grandparents and cook family dinner. Um, learn a new song on the piano, and I choose a book that they have to read this summer. Some of them are based on like how old they are, so they have to complete cursive writing pages. You know, my eight-year-old will need to do eight pages. My 13-year-old, she'll be 13 this summer, and she'll have to do 13. So things like that. Um, last year, I was a little too ambitious with this, and I was like, you have to call all four of your grandparents, and that was one bingo square, and they didn't end up finishing them, so this year I'm trying to <laughs> lower my expectations and make it more fun and more achievable. Anyway, so they call one of their grandparents, they get a sticker, and then once they get a bingo, we would, I would take that one kid out for ice cream or soda or something, and then if they get a second bingo, we'd go for lunch or something. And then if they got blackout, we would go to an amusement park at the end of the summer. We didn't get there last year, so we'll see if we get there this year. But it was really fun because it was sort of goals, things that they can work on. If they're like, Mom, I don't know what I can do today. I'm like, go look at your bingo board. But it wasn't something that I had to like nag them about and nothing they had to do in order. So it was a little bit of structure, but not too much structure. It was a really good fit for our family. And even though we were a little too ambitious last year, it was still something we thought we wanted to do again this summer. Am I biased or are 3 and 30 listeners just the absolute best? I'm so grateful for the women who contributed to this week's episode and even for those who thought about what they might contribute but didn't end up having time to send in a submission. I get it. It has been pretty incredible to build a community of women who are genuinely supporting one another and dedicated to looking for the good in their children, while also sometimes stumbling through motherhood right along with me. And I hope these hacks will help you have a successful summer or at least get your wheels turning thinking about fun ideas or ways to troubleshoot with your kids. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.